1: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings. Byron, Nelson, Championship, Research, Picks, Preview, Guess the Odds in the Penultimate Tournament in Advance of the PGA Championship. So a reminder to everyone out there is wait till Wednesday. Get your hands on FantasyNational.com. You go Wednesday to Wednesday. Well, not only will you get 20% off with... The code MAYO at fantasynational.com slash MAYO. That part is pretty easy. But you do it on Wednesday, you get the weekly membership, and boom, you can make all your lineups, do all your research for the Byron Nelson. Then on the following Wednesday, and everything in between, you can do all your research and generate your lineups for the PGA Championship as well. For everyone who may be new to this, we do a ton of content for Major Championship Week that will start on Friday. Fingers crossed on that one that we have the salaries released. We have the full field commitments, everything like that. We expect it to be, you know, Probably and better than the Masters in terms of field, but maybe not as good as the U.S. Open. Although it seems like far more live tour players are qualified for the PGA Championship than they are currently for the U.S. Open. A lot of these guys are going to have to go to sectionals, regionals, in order to get themselves into the U.S. Open. Not the case for the PGA Championship. So fantasynational.com/slash Mayo off the hop. Smash the likes up to the channel while you're here. We'll probably be doing a thousand dollars worth of giveaways in cold hard cash to you the viewers so stay tuned to that all week on the pat mayo experience as we get ready for the year's second major in the listeners league i do not have the link as of me recording this hopefully by the time the show is released in video and audio it will be down in the description of the potter video at the moment i get it even if the pod is already out and the video is already out, then I will add it to the video after the fact I cannot add it to the podcast. Long time viewers know this. New viewers may not know that. So check back. There's only 2,200 spots, I think, in the Byron Nelson one because we've maxed out the PGA Championship one. Hopefully I have both down in the description for you to go reserve your entry. It's $15 to play, three max, no rake whatsoever, thus making it. The best tournament on DraftKings. Let's get to the course. It's TPC Craig Ranch, par 72, 7, 68 yards. Bentgrass greens. So, bentgrass putting coming back into play now. Not so much at the PGA Championship. I believe those are POA. I have more, more on that next week when I really do my deep dive into Oak Hill for the year's second major. However, we have a stretch coming up now, because Memorial is going to be on the docket, Colonial, all bent grass courses. So, you know, we want to dig in to see the guys that have putted well on those surfaces. So a little bit on that later on. Always check the time codes for those sorts of things. There are four par threes on the course, the average distance of 204 yards. Three of the six holes on this course that actually play over par, are the par threes, and there are the three of them that are over 215 yards. And all four of them rank above average in terms of scoring difficulty relative to this course. Again, that's relative to this course, with this being one of the easiest courses on the PGA Tour. We've seen it twice. KH Lee has won both times with a winning score of minus 26 and minus 25. Six of the top seven finishers a year ago gained strokes on the field in par threes. So we can take a look at that range, the 200 plus par three, when we construct the model a little bit later on. There are 10 par fours on the course, the average distance of 442 yards. The top three holes in terms of bogey rate were all par fours. There's holes 1, 13, and 16, but two of the shortest par fours, 6 and 14, carry a birdie or better rate of over 40%, which is pretty insane. And number 16, the bogey rate was more than 3 times the birdie rate. You have 17 other holes to try to take up make up ground. If you can just par number 16, you're probably going to be doing pretty fine. And like there are par 5s and par 4s on this course where if you're not making birdie, you are actively dropping strokes to the field. Most of those are the par fives. There's four of them, obviously, with the par 72. Average distance of 558 yards, the four easiest holes on the course. Uh, they all carried a birdie rate uh, that was higher than par. Uh, three of them had a sub-5% bogey rate. occasionally had a pair of eagles on number 12, and Jordan Spieth birdied every hole that day on the par five. Scoring? On number 12 is not a bonus. It's actually mandatory to have birdie or better on that hole. Or again, you're actively dropping strokes to the field. We've now seen Craig Ranch for the past two years on the PGA Tour, and like I said, the verdict is in. It's easy. It's not the easiest course on tour, but it's almost the easiest course on par on tour relative to par. I think Kapalua is actually the easiest, but you know it's par 73. All the best players, limited field, first event of the year. Guys are going to go low unless the wind is really cranked up uh, over the course of the four days. TBC Craig Ranch gave up the most birdies of any course last year and the fourth most Eagles. It was also the track with the four highest, a- it was inside the top four of scrambling rate. So if you miss the green, not that big of a deal. You can get it up and down pretty easily. Uh, and like you said, 66% scrambling rate, fourth easiest on tour. Uh, and it makes sense. Statistically, yeah, statistically, players hit more fairways here than average, more greens in regulation than average. They drive the ball farther on average and three putt less. That is sort of the thing that goes hand in hand with very, very low scoring. And it's funny, when we take a look at the strokes gained over the course of the past two years, you're not going to see like huge spike putting weeks. Like Everyone putts pretty well, but it's not like someone occasionally gained 12 strokes on the green each of those years. You need to putt well in order to contend at a birdie fest that goes hand-in-hand with scores going into the minus 20s. Uh, And it's not just one guy in the minus 20s. There's a lot of guys in the minus 20s. So you kind of need to be dialed in across the board, but you have to make your putts. You need to be able to hit your irons very close uh, in terms of your scoring clubs. But the one thing... Thing that is kind of strange when you look at it, when you think about courses that have such low scoring, over 50% of the approach shots this week are going to come from beyond 175 yards. The thing is, they're just not that difficult. If you can hit it close with your long irons, you're going to be in pretty good shape uh, with the holes that are laid out you do expect uh, all of those shots like I said 50% of them come in all far all four power fives measure between 547 and 569 you can get there into almost regardless of the distance that you're going through beyond that there are six power fours that are over 450 yards uh, with another two under 360 number 14 is drivable by Basically everyone in the field. Uh, it does come with a little risk, as you know. There's a slight right to left drive guarded by bunkers and massive water hazard to the left. You'd think that it would be. guys would miss to the left but you know they don't they just bail out to the right bunker get it up and down for birdie uh the field only makes eagle at a 1.5 percent clip while the birdie rate is a staggering 43 percent so the difficulty that they thought would be brought in when they switched to this course just never really materialized number six plays 361 yards but again there's no hazard area so some of the bigger hitters will have a go it's just a bit too long to get to it's 341 yards to the front of the green with bunker situation on each side of the putting surface. Like number 14, it's slightly right to left from the tee box, but a favorable bounce could sneak a drive in between. Most guys just lay up uh, to like 100 yards and everything basically from 125 and in on this course is super easy and you can stick it as close as you want. The best players in the field, by the way, Per FantasyNational.com, on par fours under 350 yards over the past 50 rounds, Alex Smalley, Brandon Woo, Justin Lower, Davis Riley, and Mr. Texas himself, the runner-up a year ago, Jordan Spieth. In terms of DraftKings, uh, last year, are you familiar with the, uh, the the running back dead zone in fantasy football? We had the golfer dead zone last year. Of the top 11 Players on the final DraftKings leaderboard, six cost no more than $7,600, and five cost at least $9,700. So pure Stars and Scrubs was the way to go. The year previous, Stars and Scrubs again. Burns, Berger, Spieth, all came through over $9,000. Well, Cage Lee was $6,900, was one of six $6,000 golfers to reach 100 DraftKings points that week. So Stars and Scrubs has been historically, I mean, it's a very small sample. It's two years of what we want to do, but it seems like Stars and Scrubs is the way that you want to go. When we take a look at the field a little bit later on, that's probably the way that you want to go about things. So let's shift on over to FantasyNational.com right now and take a look at the course. Uh, Again, FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get yourself 20% off and all the stats and all the tools and everything like that. First things first, let's take a look at the DraftKings scoring in terms of birdie streaks. 8, 9, 10, 11, all pretty easy. Thing is, if you start on 10, 10, 11, 12 pretty easy at the same time. Uh, so there's no real inherent disadvantage. Like hole number one is one of this is the second most difficult hole on the course. So you're not really going to get any sort of leverage from a wraparound. But whether you start on one, whether you start on 10, it, the, the birdie lead up, Starting on number one is a little bit easier because eight and nine uh tend to be so easy. They both have birdie rates over 20%. One at I mean, number eight is twenty-one percent, number nine is forty-six percent. Uh, the fourth easiest hole on that's insane. Like there's a hole, number twelve has a fifty-two percent birdie rate. Number eighteen has a forty-seven percent birdie rate with a three percent eagle rate. And number nine has a four percent eagle rate. So both nines are back-ended by two. Very easy holes, two of which aren't even the easiest on the course. Number 12 is actually the easiest on the course. 52% birdie rate with a 5% eagle rate. So eagles gained are going to be huge on this course, but more guys are going to end up Uh, making eagles uh, on holes that you really don't expect because the shorter hitters are very much in play. The cut line the past few years, it was minus five in 2021, minus four in 2022 in a field of 156 players. Might probably be, I I, I mean, my best guess would be minus five with the way that scoring's been going this season. Minus six very firmly in play this week, maybe even deeper depending on how easy it gets. And like I mentioned, everything is just easier here. Driving accuracy. Much easier, 64%. Greens of regulation, 71%. Scrambling percentage, 66%. Fewer three putts per round. Uh, you don't see a ton of them here. Average driving distance, 293 versus 283. 10 yards longer than your average PGA Tour event. The only thing that's a little bit lower... I mean, I guess higher technically is the green and regulation proximity to hole because every when you're hitting greens at a 71% clip, then obviously, you know, something has to give. uh, I mean, these aren't like the most massive greens in the world, but uh, where everyone is hitting them, uh, the average green and regulation proximity to the hole is 35 feet versus the average of 29 feet. But sometimes when you get smaller greens, fewer people hit the greens and regulation. So inherently, you're going to be a little bit closer to the hole. Let's go to the well actually let's go to the tournament history before we do anything else and get a leg up on that. You can see KH Lee, he's the man. Uh, he's won it both the years that it's been contested at this course. Don't really give a crap what happened pre-pandemic because it wasn't at this course. So last year, it went Lee, Speeth Hideki, Palmer, James Hahn, who won this as a Corn Fairy event at this course in 2012. Uh, so he kind of popped his way back up in there. Malnati, Davis-Riley, Houts, A lot of shorter hitters. Kuchar, Bryce Garnett, even someone like Scotty Scheffler. was t- I mean, he went into the final. He had a bad final round, but he was tied for 15th. I remember I bet Neiman at this course last here very firmly in the mix until the final day where I think he shot even yeah thanks thanks for nothing pal and of course where everyone's going super low the year previously you had KH Lee again I remember Patton Kazire's fire Sunday to cash that each way that was very nice but Stallings Bram Wagon Merritt Seamus Power Jordan Spieth Doc Redmond Kadira Matt Kucher. kucher has been good at this tournament uh each of the past two years Hideki was t3 then t39 So when we take a closer look in, it doesn't really matter the skill set. You just need to be playing well that week uh, or your KH Lee, who continues to cash the paychecks and the big wins at this course. I'm very curious to know what his odds are going to be coming into this week because we take a look at KH Lee. He was tied for the lead at Quail Hollow at some point in the second round. I don't know what the hell happened to him. He kind of fell off the face of the earth. He's not been having that great of a season. He finished top 10 in the opening event at Century. Easy course. So maybe uh, beyond we'll take a look at easy course and bent grass putting a little bit later on Do you kind of get a you know, lock in. I mean, he is TPC Lee, but it's not been a great year for him. It's been okay. He hasn't been playing as much as you know you kind of like to see, but he hasn't played well in the elevated events really at all. You know, T41, uh, the last time we saw him at RBC heritage before this week at quail hollow, but the approach play just really hasn't been there. You've seen, you know, some pretty decent weeks from him. So let's just kind of, Take a look at uh, w- w- what everyone did at this course. 2022, we'll sort by strokes gained. You can see uh, strokes gained T to green leaders were Spieth, Hahn, and Schwartzel. Schwartzel, off to the left had a pretty good bunny ranch go. And then again, went off to the live tour, KH Lee and Hideki. Then you had Xander, Mito, another live guy, Munoz. I think Munoz went. Yeah. Munoz has to go. I'm not betting him first round leader anymore. So he's definitely on live tour. Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas were all there. You see, I mean, this field isn't as bad as you would probably think, even coming into this year with an elevated event the week before and then a major the week after guys just like to play the week before a major to keep their games in tune you see Scheffler skipped this week at quail hollow he's back in the field Mm -hmm. this week texas guy probably going to always play in texas but interesting to see you can't be losing strokes putting to the field here no matter how well you strike the ball you're just not going to get there seen some like michael thompson putted the lights out didn't do anything else the entire week but he was t25 bezadenhoutt uh it was t12 malnati was ninth and they all gained over seven strokes putting bryce garnett as well but when we take a look at approach it's really where you want to dial yourself in that um i mean t to green obviously kind of led you in the right direction but hideki gained almost 10 strokes han hubbard spieth tom kim and scotty scheffler off the tee for the week champ han mito yeah, poor james on huh? if you just put it a little bit he probably would have won uh ryan palmer coke the uh, you know, Types of guys that you would expect to see up there. Tommy, Tommy had a real disastrous weeks on and around the green last year when you take a look at it. So you see kind of the balanced approach. You see the leaders like just occasionally didn't do one thing particularly well. He just did everything kind of well. Same as Speeth. Like Spieth's irons were really good. Didn't quite have enough in terms of putting. But again, he gained across the board. Munoz gained across the board. Hideki, for all intents and purposes, did the same thing. He was He dropped a little bit around the greens, but, you know, not super killer, less than a stroke. Uh, you see the only guy to finish inside the top 10 losing strokes. But I guess Hahn and Schwartzel did. Schwartzel like lost, lost. Schwartzel was right around even but you just don't see a lot of bad putting for the week inside the top 20 whatsoever so it's going to be one of those random weeks where someone catches a hot putter and you're going to just be there like oh why didn't I pick that guy it's like oh well he just had a he gained seven strokes putting he finished inside the top 20 it came out of nowhere hopefully we can try to identify one of those guys but yeah that's really going to be it even when K.H. Lee won the year previously it was more approached than anything four and a half strokes putting and that's going to be somewhat required between like three and five, I think, if you want to actually have a legit chance of winning. And KH Lee won by three strokes over Sam Burns, who just didn't have enough on the greens to get himself going. He was 0.5 strokes gained. You change that to three and all of a sudden he's in a playoff with KH Lee. But he did everything else well across the board, like the ball striking plus putting around the green where scrambling just isn't that tough. Unless you actively chip yourself out of the tournament, you're probably going to be fine. That and Kazire, look at that. Lost off the tee, lost around the green. Irons and putting, good enough for t three. Again, that fire round in the final round. Oh, my God, look at some of these names. Doc Redmond, Luke Donald, Bronson, Burgoon. Harris English, okay. Harris English having a pretty—I don't know if he's in the field this week. Is he in the field this week? Maybe that's a look to go have. Harris English, this is around the time he's not playing. This is around the time of year when Harris kind of picks everything up. We saw that with his win at the Travelers Championship two years ago when he beat Kramer Hickok in that, like, 18-hole playoff or whatever the hell it was. But had a really good week the week before at the U.S. Open as well. So let's talk about the field. It's not as weak as you would expect it, as I mentioned. And, you know, you're going to have some pretty decent guys in the field. Scotty, Day, Hatton, Spieth. I mean, that's a pretty good collection. These are the type of fields that I really like to see for these lesser events. And let's, you know, frame it properly here. This is a lesser event at the AT&T Byron Nelson. But this is what I like. It has like four really good players. It has like six pretty good players. And then the rest of the 156 players can kind of pop up and do whatever. But Scotty, Spieth, Hatton, Hideki, Tom Kim, Jason Day, Adam Scott, Seamus Power, Siwoo, KH Lee again, trying to become the three time champion of this event. Back to back to back. I'm trying to, Think back to the last time someone won the same event three years in a row. I think it's Stricker at the John Deere Classic in the early 2010s was probably the last guy to do it. Minwoo Lee, uh, we were seeing for the first time since the Masters when he broke my heart. You broke my heart, Minwoo. But he's back. Matt McNeely is back. Aaron Wise is back for the first time in ages in the field this week. And then you just have most of your regulars. Justin Sun, Bo Hosler, Mr., Mr. Texas himself, Bo Hostler. I don't again I don't know what he's up to but you know easy events he tends to play a little bit better which is kind of strange considering dude can't game with his irons although he has the past two events you know the putting I mean he went through a bad stretch earlier on in the season but he seems to be getting back to what he used to do previously how has he played the Byron Nelson hasn't played it okay interesting stuff. Oh, sorry, it's under the AT&T Byron Nelson. Okay, last year he lost strokes on approach, gained 2.3 off the tee, 1.5 around the greens, 5 on the greens, 4, a T-17. All right, that's not so bad. Byron Nelson, he missed the cut the year before that, lost across the board. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, if Windy C can go and get his first career win, that's not in the bank as of yet, only a two-shot lead. Dude had to I, – I, I pity anyone. I know that people played some two balls on Saturday and took Xander at, like, massive chalk over Wyndham Clark. And Xander shot a 7-under, s- 6-7 under, I think, and lost to Wyndham Clark. Yeah, you probably did not see that one coming. At least that's how I, I didn't see the 62 or 63 from Wyndham Clark coming on the Saturday to really pull ahead uh, of everyone else. But here we are going through everything. So the field itself is pretty good. You even have like your coochers, your Ben Griffins. They're all inside the top 10 in terms of total strokes gained over the past 50 rounds. Just overall, before we look into any sort of modeling, anything like that, we'll shrink the size down to 20. Four rounds as well, trying to see, you know, try to catch who's been a great player or a good player, at least, amongst everyone in this field over the past three months or so. Chef for Spieth Day, Eric Cole. Cole's Hole, Sam Stevens. Oh, got to get Sam Stevens back up there. He made the cut for us at the... Uh, at wells fargo in an elevated event so it might be time to go back to him once again hatton matsuyama akshay Bhatia, you know he's getting my money again. love Bhatia, benny ann and matt kuchar all inside the top 10 michael kim another good week at the wells fargo as well for michael kim uh, we know that the only tournament that he ever won was an easy course at the john deere classic on bent grass green so to kind of take a look at that a little bit later on sam Ryder hardly newer. Harry All, T-Dunks, Carson Young, my guy, ended up missing the cup by a stroke, really sunk a few of my really strong stars in the Scrubs line. No, Wyndham Clark kind of hurting on DraftKings this week. Uh, Bramwagon, Lashley. I mean, it's, it's funny that Lashley's gained so many strokes. I didn't realize he'd been playing so well, but he actually had a pretty good turn for someone at the bottom of the field at the— I mean, it hasn't been great. Third in Puerto Rico, seventh at the Sony— how has he played at the AT&T Byron Nelson 17th a year ago in his only appearance at the Bunny Ranch? Hustler, Tommy Kim. Uh, Kim's actually turning in a pretty nice week. I don't think this tournament is hard enough for MJ Duffy to really get going. You need him at the harder courses. At least that's my perception of it. Longer, harder. Mexico, too easy. Valles pretty tough. Pretty good there. Honda, pretty tough. Pretty good there. Other than that, you know Valero. I can't remember if Valero played tough or not. Connors won three yeah anyway probably don't need to care about mj duffy too much although if we do go to the idea of that you do want stars and scrubs we do have to figure out who some of the scrubs are going to be weberlow the guy who makes the cut every week and doesn't do shit with it He has made the cut in every event since the Sony Open. So if you need someone to maybe squeak through again at like $6,200 in this field, he may be the guy to look at. Uh, S.H. Kim is always a guy I like to look at at more difficult events as well. Although he's actually had a pretty nice run. Valspar, Valero, Mexico. well made the cut at each of them top 25 in his past two uh, not doing it with the irons whatsoever doing it off the tee around the green and on the greens if he could pick up the irons a little bit maybe he could get himself going at an event like this
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: So let's try to build out the model. Uh, I don't think I have a good one for that. I believe I was on vacation for this tournament a year ago. So I probably didn't adjust anything from the first year that I did. Byron Nelson, TPC, Craig Ranch. And let's see what I went with the first year. Probably too much in this. I can probably get rid of some of this. T to green, 5%. Off the T, 20 approach, 20 around the green, 10. Probably don't need around the green. Let's get rid of that. Uh, par fours, 400 to 400, uh, 450 to 500 yards, 10%. Okay, we can throw that in. Proximity, 200%, or uh, proximity 175 to 200, 10%. Proximity, 200 plus. F- 15%. Par four, under 350 yards, 5%. Putting, 5%. Let's get rid of putting, driving distance. We'll keep bird ears, birdie or better gained in there. I'm going to scale back. Well, I have approach at 20, but I do have those two proximity ranges. So that kind of makes up for approach play anyway. So we'll keep that at 20% even. What do we have to fill out here? Total weight applied, 100%. That doesn't make any sense. How is that possible? Because I just got rid of some. Let's throw in putting 5 to. Try to get some of the stickier ranges 5 to 10, and then 10 to 15, and weight those out at 5% each see how that goes for us and i want to throw in that longer par three range as well of the this is probably way too many stats but you know i I don't have a great deal of experience at this course so you know trying to gather everything from as many angles as possible where's my par threes at Uh, par three um there we are 200 225 do i have any room for that yeah i have five percent for that all right that's good enough uh let's dial back off the t five percent because i do want to give five percent to birdies are better gained Yeah, let's throw an opportunities gained instead where are ops gained opportunities gained if you don't know is a fantasy national stat it's greens and regulation or better or fringe and regulation or better that is 15 feet or below so an actual birdie opportunity so let's load this in and see what we got cooking this time around for TPC Craig Ranch. I'm just going to continue to call it the Bunny Ranch because it cracks me up. Anyone anyway, who used to watch that weird HBO show from back in the day so past 24 rounds. the Best players in the field. Scotty? Scotty number one? Scotty's number one. Scotty does know that he's number one. Uh, Scotty, Sam Stevens, Steven Yagabombs, Eric Cole, Aaron, Aaron Rye. Okay. I don't know why the hell it's jumping on me like that. Gotta, gotta stop clicking t-dunks luke list Siwoo bramlett charlie hoffman charlie hoffman you say Dylon woo you say there's spieth hoagie kendall roy i mean K- kendall roy kevin roy sorry he needs to uh the long lost roy sibling he needs to get one of his wins here before succession goes off the air michael thompson will gordon davis riley jason day batia Again, these don't include the Wells Fargo stats. Those will be updated on Monday morning once the tournament actually concludes. Bez is interesting to me. So let's take a look at some of these. Mexico. are we still on? S.H. Kim. Get rid of S.H. Kim. We'll get Charlie. Chuck Hoffman. Mexico Open, Valero. Okay, he's played well his past two terms out. Dude can't take a putt to save his life. But you get him back in Texas, all of a sudden it's a little bit of a different story, as it turns out. Let's see if the ball striking is going to be that good. I mean, I I worry that the dude can't putt anymore at all. Let's see. I have to do AT&T, don't I? AT&T, Byron Nelson missed the cut a year ago. Didn't play the year before that. But the ball striking... Interesting. If we need to find some scrubs in this field, maybe Charlie Hoffman should be on a short list. How has Dylon Woo been doing? Dude doesn't miss any cuts. Hasn't missed the cut since the Farmers. Okay. Has he played here before? TNT. Missed the cut a year ago. Minus five on approach. That's not something he's really been up to much at all lately. He's been pretty good at almost across the board. Gaining strokes across the board over his past five. Gaining strokes across the board over his past 10. All right. That's good to see. Again, uh, we bat on grass, but, you know, limited experience on grass. Bez, oh, Bez been playing better. Look at those approach numbers from Bez. Okay, get sucked back into Bez again. Oh, that's always a fun time. 19th, 28th, 13th at two of those. It's funny, he had the better performances at the elevated events, the players in the Heritage, both die courses, by the way. And then Valero at a slightly longer course, irons and putting, pretty good. So Bez back on the radar we looked at Duffy, Weberlow, Hostler, Lashley. Maybe going back to Lashley isn't the craziest idea. What's a Bramwagon been up to? I feel like he's been pretty good. Don't know what he's doing this week, but 10th of Mexico, 7th of Pebble Beach. I mean, maybe he can putt. Does he putt better on Bent? No, he just doesn't putt well anywhere. Huh, maybe this is the week he can putt well, though. That'd be nice. Let's go to the shorter term and take a look at the past 12 rounds. And some of these stats aren't conducive with that, like the long par 3 scoring, the short par 4 scoring. In 12 rounds, you might not get any holes from that range or just one hole from that range. So it's how did you play that one hole? So that's a little bit tougher. But, you know, even in the short term, Bez moves up to 3. Hideki coming back from injury. We haven't seen him play in ages. Uh, He is fourth in the modeling. Kevin Roy bumps up to number 5 t-dunks and Siwoo. this could be a really good Siwoo course actually uh was abysmal on the greens throughout the first two rounds of the wells fargo and then chipped himself out of the tournament in the third round which is really bizarre for siwu kim but yeah anyway that's that's where we're at on this front so let's uh, add some of this into a mixed condition model let's put in my rank last 12 so we'll get some short term additions into it and we'll throw in bent grass and the easy courses a little bit later on um i do want to f- want to look at some of these other ones from a longer term view so we'll take a look at past 50 um maybe maybe yeah maybe, maybe, maybe got the stuttering stutter 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 on the go right now let's see past 50 we'll throw my rank into that as well so longer term um last 50 rank not Adam Rank, just the rank that I have going on. And I think this is probably a better version to look at in terms of the longer par threes. So who's been better on the long par threes, 200 to 225 yards, over the past 50 runs? Tom Kim, number one. I'm liking Tom Kim this week. I do like Tom Kim every week, but you know, that's me. Kim, Austin Cook, Scott Brown, Doc Redman, Ben Griffin. Maybe it's another week for Griffin. Go back to the Griffin well. Badly, Han, Batia, Day, Day won this tournament. I mean, it's always been a Texas tournament. It wasn't at this course, but Day won like a decade ago and should have beat Billy Horschel in 2017, I want to say. went to a playoff. I think Day missed like a three-footer, two-footer, something crazy in the playoff to end up losing. That was like in the middle of his run, too, or actually towards the tail end of his like number one in the world run. And Billy Ho snuck away with a win that year. Merritt, Hughes, J.J. Spawn, Jaeger. Jagger keeps popping up over the past 50, like I said, Number five in overall rating. Maybe Jaeger is actually a bet this week. See how he rates out in some of the other things. So that's the top, that's the par three leaders. Uh, Let's throw that one in. Par three, long-term, although we have it mixed in with the ranking. I just want to take a look at proximity and how that rates out versus this. Like Justin Suh, excellent 200-yard proximity, bad on these par three holes. That's strange. Oh, the smother man keeps popping up a little bit he had a very nice mexico open inside the top five in 200 yard plus proximities but it's hoagie nunez Se, smotherman davis rowley there's Patton kazire michael thompson up there how how is michael thompson rating out this well and all this weird stuff is he been playing well 29th 39th he just hasn't been playing a lot but his last three are like aren't bad we know we can fill it up when it comes to putting. So we'll see about that. Adam Scott, the long iron's been really good. But the long par three is really bad. Strange. We'll see how he finishes at Wells Fargo. Top five going into Sunday. There, <clears throat> there, Austin Cook. Okay, that tracks. T-Dunks, that tracks. Pearson Cooney. Maybe that's the way to go here. Batia, very good from back there, too. It's probably all the best players in the field. Tom Kim is the best of the best players in terms of his long irons. Short par threes. Who's been the best there? Woo, Kim, Ryan Armour, Aaron Rye, Ryan Palmer, Weberloo, Ramey. Lucas Glover, S.H. Kim, Hubbard, Tyrrell Atten, Stephen Yaga up there again. Man, Yager popping a lot of these things. Siwoo and Carson Young, along with Percy, Cam Dave, or Cam Pierce, Percy, sorry. Derek Ernst, good lord, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. If we're getting Derek Ernst into the field. Oh, he may have won on the Corn Ferry Tour recently. Just funny. Oh, man, Parker Cootie is in the field. The Cootie Brothers playing this week at the Bunny Ranch. Oh. Okay, that's fun stuff. Okay, let's get rid of these, because we put ranking into both of them. Just go back to regular strokes gained, and I want to take a look at, once that loads, past 24 rounds, and we're going to take a look at some of the easier courses on the PGA Tour. Easy courses easy scoring relative to par and we'll take a look at per average to see how the guys are doing strokes gain total on easy courses tom kim number one over the past 24 hoagie power scheffler and day are the top five taylor montgomery flea market he's been off the rails lately by the way spawn hideki lonto henrik norlander who actually ball striking wise was fire uh, in three rounds at least at the wells fargo siwu cooch davis thompson Spieth, Smalley. I mean, Smalley rated out well in those short par 3 or par 4s as well. Mav McNeely, T-Dunks, Hatton, Molinix, Hoygard, Oh, Nikolai Hoygard's in the field. Good for him. Coming over from Italia, where he was either the favorite or the co-favorite over there. Did not win, though, because that's wrapping up right now, and he is not at the top of the leaderboard. But has played easy courses pretty well. Batia and Gordon up there as well, along with Dylon Wu. Is there anyone good who plays easy courses poorly? Probably not, right? Let's see, Max McGreevy, Trevor Cohn, MJ Duffy plays easy courses very poorly. That rates out pretty well. Minwoo Lee, only has seven under his belt. I wonder what seven those actually are. One round at the players, played really well. One round, ra- WGC St. Jude, back when that was a thing. One round at the Open, AT&T Pro-Am. Okay, so nothing really, you, know, you only have seven rounds to go on um anyone else down here low not really so what we're going to do is throw in strokes gained total easy courses into the mixed condition strokes gained total last 24 easy courses chuck that in i do want to look at birdies are better as well where are scoring stats here i want to throw that one in because it turns out you want birdies or better at courses like this. Let's see. Tom Kim. Birdies are better. Taylor Montgomery. All right. I mean, it's a lot of the same guys, hence why they have um, so many strokes gained total over this range. But B.O.B. Bob. Last 24. Bob. Eagles gain. Kim is up there as well for that. T-Dunks, Davis Thompson, Montgomery, Chapel Grayson, Sig, all the top earners in Eagles gain. It's funny not to see Scheffler at the top of these just because he plays the harder courses so well. He rarely, very rarely plays super easy courses. Jaeger's up there, though. Good for him. Um, okay, so let's take a lock off of easy courses, and we're going to go into pure bent grass once that loads back up and try to figure out if there's anyone that stands out above the pack in terms of bent grass putting. Um, on bent grass itself, it's funny, I left it on this page. Birdies gained and birdies are better gained. Scheffler is now number one. We talk about bent grass only. Kim is up there as well. Spieth, Mattia Schmidt, Callum Tarrant, BVP, Beau Van Pelt. Mullenix playing better on this. But it's putting that I want to look at when it comes down to these courses in particular. Hopefully someone I like is up there. Best bent grass putters over the past 24 rounds. We'll take a look at the average of it. Sam Stevens in only five rounds. Eric Cole, Bezayden Hout, Harry Hall, and Matthias Schmidt. Where are all these Matty Schmidt numbers coming from? Mav McNeely, Justin Lower. Justin Lower is someone who's popped up in a few of these so far, along with... uh, along with Matthias Schmidt. So Schmidt, Justin Lower, maybe their decent looks at the bottom. We'll see as the week kind of plays itself out and once we get the odds and we get the pricing. Dace, uh, who are, who's bad? Maybe that's probably the better way to go about it because we're going to throw this one in the mixed condition model as well. Strokes game, budding. Last, 24, bent. Get bent is what you want to do this week. Parker Cootie, last in the field. Bent grass, putting. Who else here? Kyle Westmoreland. General Westmoreland, not so great on the bent grass greens. Uh, anyone good. Merritt's been bad, which is hilarious because you'd think of him. It's funny because his putting is either really good or really bad. Bram Wagon, bad. Minus 0.5 per round. Ben Griffin has been bad. Minus 0.4 per round. Only nine rounds. Ditto with Min Woo Lee, Alex Smalley, just a bad putter in general. So that actually tracks. Benny Ann, bad putter in general. Dylan Wu uh, after being up there in a lot of these numbers, way down on the bent grass putting. Siwoo, about even, and now we're in like the even range, so no one really sticks out above the fray except for Stevens, Cole, both limited samples, longer samples, lower, Bizadenhout, Austin Cook, Sung you'll know, Chesson Hadley, Ery Iggs, putting really well on Benkras over the past 24, Justin Suh, Tyrell Etten, Jason Day, maybe this is the week that Jason Day can get it done, I'd like to see him pick up a win here at some point uh he's been playing really well obviously i missed the cut at the wells fargo because of that double bogey on 17 you, know, you knew he liked to get wet and when you go attacking some pins and find the water you're not gonna make the cut missing it right on the number it looked like even was gonna be in play for a bit but minus one ended up being the number that we went through so let's take a look at this mixed condition model and see what it's telling us as we factored in some of these different things so I do want to f- focus more on the short-term ranking. We'll keep that at, let's say, let's call that 30% for a short-term ranking. And we'll put in 25% for the longer-term ranking. So just, you know, we hammered down on the key things that we wanted to look at. Um, and so we'll weight those 30 and 25. So over 50% comes from the rank- the power rankings that we built. And we'll go... 15 15 15 for the rest yeah it seems about right let's see who this spits us out load in that mixed condition model see what we got going on my rank overall is scotty Shefford, jason day hollywood tom hoagie all right Woo is up there that's really nice to see atten Hideki. Tyler Duncan continues to be pretty high up inside the top 10. Tom Kim inside the top 10. Akshay inside the top 10. All right, now we're on a roll here. Some of the names that I like. So I'm betting Tom Kim. I'm betting Akshay. Maybe Jason Day. Boom, boom, boom. And Siwoo. There are four right there off the top. We'll see if I end up getting there, because I probably want to bet Sam Stevens as well. He rates inside the top 10. Their spawn had a pretty good first two rounds at Wells Fargo. Mullenix and Cooch who's played really well at this course, all inside the top 15. Aaron Rye, Eric Cole, Hout, number 20, EVR, number 21, Ryder, Hoyguard. limited sample on Hoyguard, but Lucas Glover, Lonto and Suh, and Smotherman all continue to pop up. Dylon Wu, number 32, yeah, and we, get, we have to find some guys at the bottom of this field. Uh, although in a field like this, Dylan Wu might be like $7,300 on DraftKings and 110 to 1. Although as a long shot, that's not so bad. I, I don't have any impression that these guys are going to win this tournament. But if in DraftKings, for scoring-wise, they can come like ninth, then we're doing pretty well. Lower inside the top 50. It's really just the short-term ranking that kills him. He's like field average in long-term ranking, but rates out well in total. Strokes gained on easy courses, birdies are better. Easy courses and stroke gains, putting on bent grass as well. Number two, the guy can fill it up. Maybe a first round leader type play, but he's going to be like sixty-four hundred dollars. I don't know how he's really been playing recently. Let's see, not well. Jesus, not well at all. After finishing eighth in Bermuda, he had a nice little run to be like the end of the year and the beginning of the season, and then boom, it's been really bad ever since. Maybe we cross off Justin Lower, unless you want to lower your position on the DraftKings leaderboard. Let's get some of the odds for the week. Uh, it's going to be a tough week for betting, especially with the randomness of this tournament. Maybe that will help us out if we can maybe just bet Cagely. I have no idea what his odds are going to be. You, maybe it'll be like minus 250. Who knows? But here's what I got cooking for the Byron, the AT&T, Byron Nelson. Scotty Scheffler, 6-1. to one. Might even be lower than that. Spieth, 10 to 1. Tyrrell Atten, 16 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama, 20 to 1. Day, 22. That's probably generous. It's probably going to be like 18. But I'll say 22. Tom Kim, 25. Scott, 28. And then Siwoo, KH Lee, and Mav McNeely. Books love Mav McNeely. All at 40 to 1. Minwoo and Seamus Power at 45-1 to will be the guesses this week for the AT&T Byron Nelson. I have no idea how well Seamus Power is playing, by the way. Let's see. Not great. 14th Genesis is really his only decent result over the past little bit. And that'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Again, Jeff and I are coming up on Monday. Tambo and I on Wednesday. We'll have the full DraftKings preview for you for the PGA Championship, hopefully, on Friday. Then we're running it all back. Research, bets, best bets with Cam and Rob. And then Tambo and myself going at it again the following Wednesday to finalize All of your lineups for the year's second major, because there's multiple million-dollar contests up for grabs. Hopefully, myself, Tambo, or one of you out there can go do that. The best way to do it, besides watching, of course, is go to fantasynational.com slash mayo. Get yourself 20% off all the research, all the tools, the simulator, the lineup generator, the ownership projections, the head-to-head tool. It's all up there for you right now. So sub to the channel, smash the like, and I...